check who's on the track next. Never half step like. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Ronnie B. Pro 17 Thoughtcast Mega Show Live. Thanks, everybody, for watching this video. If you're watching it live or on replay, we are on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, D Live. Uh, I forget what else. Uh, Cloud Hub. <laughs> we also got uh, Spotify on the audio only under the Cali Conservative Podcast, iHeartRadio. Um, all your streaming platforms are all there, Google Podcasts, etc. Glad to be back. I haven't done a video in like four days, man. It's kind of like getting withdrawals over here, but had a lot of stuff going on around the house. Um, but there's a lot of good craziness going on in the world today. I missed some stories. So today's going to be kind of a mega show because I don't want to just come back and skip over some stuff that I definitely wanted to talk about. There's several stories that need a little bit of attention and again i like to have stuff for posterity on pro 17 for my own archive so we got to get into some of these stories so uh it's going to be maybe a long show i'm going to try to keep maybe the commentary down a little lower than usual as far as like time per topic but but uh, just to give you an overview of what we're going to go over we're going to talk about uh, the mitt romney draft dodger and the tulsi gabbard stuff how they're talking all this nonsense about uh her and tucker carson and we got you know your favorite hags the uh, menopause club, the view, um, you know, being disrespectful and uh, talking this McCarthyism stuff. So we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about the woman of the year nomination for Rachel Levine. Ridiculous joke. I want to talk about the White House TikTok influencers because that's what they do on a Democrat left. They don't have any uh, real journalists or anything like that. They want to try to dupe people that are low information. So I'm going to get into that. I want to talk about a recent poll regarding the don't say gay bill now we've touched on that story a lot here on pro 17 but we're going to do it again because a poll was recently released and uh want to dive into that and the information that that talked about there also want to talk about planned parenthood ice cream truck bro really really i mean that's all i have to really say right <laughs> planned parenthood ice cream truck yeah so talk about that uh and then you know some old stories that i missed of the last couple of days that i was off i wanted to talk about uh Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and his hypocrisy once again is in the media news again. Okay, this fool. And uh, also free Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. So plenty, plenty of stuff to talk about. So let's jump into it right now. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Really appreciate it. And comment. Pro17.com slash merch. Really, really appreciate all love. All right, let's get into it. So let's start it off with the main thing here. The hottest story right now is the Mitt Romney draft dodger is trending on Twitter. I find it pretty funny and ridiculous. I didn't get it; wasn't able to get a lot of video from the guy. But if you would, I hope you guys watched Tucker Carlson uh, last night. As a matter of fact, you guys should be watching Tucker Carlson every night. That guy is a gem. Um, but basically, Mitt Romney was calling Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, a traitor and all this other stuff. And, and uh, he's talking about uh, uh, that, 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 that Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard and stuff are, are, are spewing Russian propaganda because they're talking about the bio labs that our own United States government had said under oath to the Senate. Okay. It's been widely reported on the CBS news recently about this situation, but they, they, but, but if you say that now, that means that you're a Putin puppet. 
And I have that in my deep dive, what, two weeks ago about the bio labs and nobody was really talking about that. Just saying, stick with Ronnie B. I got the facts, not feelings. So uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, Mitt Romney. He's a joke. He's a sucker, man. He's one of these ones that is uh, has his family. I think it's one of his sons are on the board of Burisma in Ukraine for the energy company. <laughs> so, of course, his interests are aligned with this whole NATO and Ukraine situation. I mean, this is this is nothing new here, man. He's a scumbag, warmongering uh, politician, establishment hack, rhino. And again, you know, those of us that are on the MAGA party now, the populist movement on the right, we are not with the Mitt Romneys of the world, yo. The John McCain's, Lindsey Graham's, Liz Cheney's. We ain't about that, okay? We want to go for the populist America first type representatives and Congress people and senators, okay? And Mitt Romney is, a, is an absolute joke. He's a draft dodger, and he's been trending on Twitter. And uh, I wanted to put this up on the screen just so you guys can get an idea of how bad it is. I mean, he was like the number fourth trending uh, topic this morning when I woke up. I was like, man, <laughs> Jab Dodger, Rip Mitt Romney, uh, you know, and there's people are just clowning on him. And it's funny. You have a lot of people uh, that want to talk junk every time you say something about anybody else. For some reason, they always got to bring Trump back up into the mix. You know what I mean? It's always a Trump derangement syndrome. These people have no no other thing that they can stand on. They got to go back to Trump, and you really have nothing to say when you talk about Trump. But yeah, there's all this stuff, and I just thought it was funny. I just wanted to bring that up for a second. Uh, Tucker Carlson bashing all these uh, fake rhinos on here. You see that right there on the screen? That is uh, a four-of-a-kind of some jack-off rhino Republicans right there. Lindsey Graham, uh, etc. And uh, it goes on and on and on, you know, uh, and, and it's funny. Look, when you, see, when you see on the screen right here, this is one of the things that I wanted to bring this up for. I stand with Ukraine here on the picture. You see that? <laughs> These are the same ones that had the COVID mask up on uh, their, their profile picture, you know. And then before that, they had the BL, BLM Black Fist. You know what I'm saying? These are the hive mind group think uh, people that get brainwashed by the mainstream media, the, the mass psychosis, hypnosis. Uh, type people. I stand with Ukraine. Always going to put some stuff in there about Trump, Trump derangement system with the Patriot right there. Even though we've already established this weeks ago that that picture is from last year. Okay. So miss me with the nonsense. Yeah. So uh, I want to get into a couple other things in regard to this guy. Let me uh, share the other screen. So the whole the whole situation here with the Tulsi Gabbard stuff was pretty crazy. And And, and again, I'm like a day or two late with this, but I figured uh, we had to talk about it. So Mitt Romney and also The View came on the air, and uh, Mitt Romney via Twitter, by the way, he says that uh, her treasonous lies may have caused lives. Like, what? Let's read a little bit of the article. I just want to show his tweet here, what he tweeted about Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney torched former Representative Tulsi Gabbard on social media on Sunday over her recent remarks about matters related to Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. So you see right there, he said Tulsi Gabbard is parroting false Russian propaganda. Her treasonous lies may well cost lives. It's, it's so ridiculous, man. 
it's like it's 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 as, as if as if they don't think that we weren't alive yesterday. Like we can't go look up the video footage for ourselves and see what she said because she didn't say that. She's actually caring about American citizens, and I'm not a big Tulsi Gabbard fan. You know, she's kind of like this moderate Democrat that kind of floats in the middle and. She was at CPAC for whatever that's worth now, but, you know, I ain't going to get into all that. But she spoke at CPAC, but she is a veteran, you know what I'm saying? So she does have some some say, and I, I feel her opinion is is very warranted in regard to matters of military invasions and things of that sort. I mean, she, you know what I'm saying? So she's not just some, some lady sitting around talking about uh, hot takes on Russia and Ukraine. She has experience in the... Uh, in the United States Armed Forces, you know what I mean? Unlike Anna Navarro and Whoopi Goldberg, which I'm going to get in here to a second as well. You know, so, so he was getting bashed uh, for that tweet pretty pretty harshly. And I want to play what it is that everybody got upset about. I, I have the Twitter feed here. Let's, let's play the video. If you guys haven't seen this yet, um, She's talking about the bio labs that the that they that I forget the lady's name had admitted to their being in the Ukraine. That was supposedly a conspiracy theory by us high information people. Uh, but here's her tweet: There are 25 plus million plus U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine, which if Brees would release and spread deadly pathogens to the U.S. and the world. How is that Russian propaganda? That's factual. So what, let's watch a video and see what everybody's up in arms about right here. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S. funded bio labs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these bio labs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery, and shelling, and these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Now, like COVID, these pathogens know no borders. If they are inadvertently or purposely breached or compromised, they will quickly spread all throughout Europe, the United States, and the rest of the world, causing untold suffering and death. So in order to protect the American people, the people of Europe, the people around the world, these labs need to be shut down immediately and the pathogens that they hold need to be destroyed. Instead of trying to cover this up, the Biden-Harris administration needs to work with Russia, Ukraine, NATO, the UN to immediately implement a ceasefire for all military action in the vicinity of these labs until they're secured and these pathogens are destroyed. In addition to all this, the U.S. funds around 300 biolabs around the world who are engaging in dangerous research, including gain of function, similar to the lab in Wuhan, where COVID-19 may have originated from. She's kicking facts. Watch out. After realizing how dangerous and vulnerable these labs are, they should have all been shut down two years ago. But they haven't. Now, this is not a partisan political issue. The administration and Congress need to act now for the health and well-being of every American and every person on this planet. Now, now, when you watch that video, does does that say Russian propaganda Putin puppet? 
Or does that say caring United States patriot that cares about the the health and well-being of not only the United States, but the world? And again, she's stating things that are already common knowledge. You know, the U.S. government scrubbed their own website talking about the bio labs. And again, check the deep dive Russia-Ukraine video that I made. This is not up for speculation or debate anymore. But they want to frame it like, okay, well, well, Ukraine has bio labs, but they're not weapons labs. Just like the the the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology was not a gain-of-function research lab. Because when the U.S. does it, it's because you're doing it because you want to do gain of function research to make sure that you can try to develop a vaccine, but it's not, it's not, it's only a gain of function if we're using it to be a weapon. So you're really seriously going to say with a straight face that you're worried about Russia going into Ukraine to grab Ukraine's deadly pathogens that Russia probably could already produce if they don't already have their own bio labs. Or are you just worried about the conflict of interest and the fact that it's United States that are involved with funding this and the story gets out. And you know the mainstream media is always fake when the story gets out because they always say what? Classic Russian propaganda. Classic Russian misinformation. <laughs> Just like they did with Donald Trump during this whole impeachment hoax ridiculous bullcrap that we had to listen to. And by the way, that they just kind of swept under the rug, never, never took ownership of that being a fake story. This whole impeachment hoax, right? That's what they do. And that's exactly what they're doing here again. So I want to play some stuff from The View here. And now you got the menopausal hags that are on The View that are going to be talking about their opinion in regard to Tulsi Gabbard and this whole situation. And, you know, I, I, I it's, it's, it's like hitting low-hanging fruit, man. You know, it's really easy to just get on The View. I mean, I can basically make a show every day about some stupid, ridiculous take that they have on The View. But for the sake of this, um. I'm going to do it today. It is low hanging fruit, but it's, you know, a, we all, it's almost like a clown roll episode. We have to laugh at the expense of Whoopi Goldberg and Anna Navarro. They are just absolute jokes. So uh, here was the post and I'm just going to get right down to the video and listen to what Anna Navarro and Whoopi Goldberg have to say about the situation. So they want Tucker and Tulsi to be investigated by the department of justice justice for and suggested prison for what for that video that you just saw there we are now in a situation of state-run media now and uh and government controlled stuff and just listen to what they have to say and i'm going to comment about it right after oh and look i i but i think that's an incredibly relevant question yeah. and i think doj in the same way that it is uh setting up a task force to investigate oligarchs should look into people who are russian propagandists and shilling for putin that's based on russian propagandists and shilling for putin based on what because she stated facts that were set by our united states uh, administrators in, in, in the United States Senate under oath? That makes her a Putin pub. Okay. Being, if you are a foreign asset uh, to a dictator, mm -hmm. it should be investigated. <laughs> in fact, I remember when foreign Tulsi Gabbard, uh -huh. and I even hate that we're discussing it because I think to myself, who is this woman? She's a, you know, she's no longer in Congress. She's a failed presidential candidate. Yeah. She only pra practically exists on Twitter. And the fact that we're giving her oxygen is what makes her relevant. That we're <laughs> Isn't that the pot? Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? 
She says, who's Tulsi Gabbard? Who are you? You're Anna Navarro, fake Republican conservative, supposedly from Cuba. And you try to rep like you're some sort of like a, a Republican Party member, but really you're just a hack leftist. And who are you? And why are we giving you breath? And why are we even giving you an opinion? Do you have any military experience, Mrs. Anna Navarro? Do you have any uh, congressional experience, Mrs. Navarro? No, you don't. You're a fat Twinkie eating hack on, on The View with Whoopi Goldberg. But this is what they got to do because their audience is these leftist liberal white women that sit at home and, uh, and want to bash Trump. And they want to be like holding up the black fist for justice and the BLM marches and stuff like that. You know, because they got that. Uh, 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 these are the ones that are like all on opioids and stuff and they're and sitting on their psychiatrist's couch. That that's the that's the audience that watches this Anna Navarro hot take. We're talking about her on hot topics, but on the other hand, how do you not call out something that is repeating mm -hmm. false Russian propaganda well, that has I, been brought down? They used to. How is it false Russian propaganda? I'm going to say for a third time. It was already said under Congress, under oath. Okay, so stop. And and, and here we go. Whoopi Goldberg. Do you do you do you have a good grasp on this Russian Ukraine situation, Mrs. Goldberg? The answer is on her shirt. Nope. Arrest people for doing stuff like this. If they thought you were uh, colluding with a Russian agent, if they thought you were putting out information or taking information and handing over to Russia, yeah. they now that, that now that is called McCarthyism. Okay. <laughs> It, again, th th this is a classic example of leftism. They want to say that they're the party of tolerance and all these things. And a, a, a classic liberal is supposed to be one that supports free speech. They don't want to support free speech. Speech. They want to silence all dissent of the mainstream media narrative. Okay. The reason why Whoopi Goldberg never got fired after her comments about the Hitler and the Jewish situation. What, what, what is that like a month ago now? Was because she is a blackface overweight diabetic person that totally fits the audience and the victim class narrative and she supports the thing and, and again she's the right skin color so they need her on there to be that voice you know what i mean for again for the white liberal women to look at her and feel sympathetic to oh well yeah well i mean of course i know black people i i watch Whoopi goldberg on the view every day and, and i agree with Whoopi, and Whoopi's a black woman but yet they're over here calling for the arrest of Tulsi Gabbard and Tucker Carlson because they have an opinion that differs from the mainstream media. Nobody said anything about being a Putin puppet. Nobody's championing this guy. I'm not championing Putin. But you guys got to come correct with the facts. And the facts are that there were, there were bio labs in Ukraine, period, funded by the United States. Now, whether you want to say that there are used for weapons or not, that's a whole other story and something that needs to be investigated. But don't come on here and act like because somebody gives a, a piece of information that, again, is factual, that it that that makes you a Putin puppet or a communist. And now you should be thrown in jail. That's what Russia does. You guys are over here talking about Russia and Putin being a, a crazy dictator. And Mitt Romney said the same thing, <laughs> that he that he uh, that Putin throws people in jail. His political opponents in jail. Kind of like what? Kind of like the January 6th 
hostages that are in jail right now that are not getting a, a, a fair trial? Kind of like that? Kind of like the United States? Oh, uh, okay. They used to actually investigate stuff like this, and I guess now, you know, there seems to be no bars. And people are not being told to hate Putin. Putin doesn't need a reason to be hated. It's pretty much clear. He started a war. He started a, an unnecessary but this war. Is kind of like, isn't this contributing to the death? So, yeah, so there you go. And that's enough of that topic. I swear, man, every time I start hearing them, Whoopi Goldberg, and then Joy Behar cackling butt gets on there. It's just like, eh, I'm over it. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get to the next story here. I'm talking about the Woman of the Year nomination. <laughs> this was pretty funny. This was a story in the United was it uh, USA Today, but uh, what I got here is from the Daily Wire. So your favorite uh, man, woman, she, he, he, man. USA Today names Woman of the Year nominations. Here's one of them. Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, Rachel Levine, a biological man. What do you say? What do you say about that? This is, uh, once again, folks, we're living in the last days where a man can be nominated as Woman of the Year. You guys don't see a problem with that? The best college swimmer in the United States of America from the female sex is actually a biological man. When are you women going to stand up for your rights and stop supporting this ridiculousness? The problem is that you don't want to do it because if you do, then you might be considered a right-wing conservative MAGA supporter. No, you would just be a truther and somebody that stands for the American rights and your God-given rights. And somebody that's not absolutely insane calling a man a woman and a woman a man. Let's read the story. Uh, USA Today announced its Woman of the Year. And one of their choices was the Assistant uh, Secretary of Human Health Services, Rachel Levine, a biological man, is what they said. Every day across our country, USA Today's Women of the Year lead and inspire, promote and fight for equity. Give others a place to seek help and find hope. They are strong and resilient women who have been champions of change and courage. Often quietly, <laughs> but with powerful results and often despite their own challenges. Some of the women may be, um, be familiar names. Others may be new to you. Each of them has an inspiring and powerful story. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, Levine, they, they noted in USA Today, 64, a trained pediatrician, which I'm going to get into that a little bit. If you really know what her pediatrician opinions are, sicko became the highest ranking openly transgender official last March when the Senate confirmed her as assistant secretary of health. Uh, Levine told USA Today, I really feel that everything I've ever done, whether it was in academic medicine, in education, in clinical research, seeing my patients and my role in public health in Pennsylvania and now my role nationally has all led to the moment in terms of helping the blah, 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 blah. All right. So again, this is where we're at in the United States. We got transgenders in the military. We got transgender, biological man with a dress on. <laughs> saying that 
this is possibly going to be the woman of the year. This is this is absolutely ridiculous, man. Uh, I want to get down here and I had to cover some stuff here when Rand Paul kind of drilled her about the stuff that she was trying to give hormone blockers and wouldn't denounce it under the, her uh, confirmation hearing. Let's see if I have it here. Uh, okay, here we go. Check this out. Check this out. Genital mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Genital mutilation has been condemned by the WHO, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations Population Fund. According to the WHO, genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights. Genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because, as the WHO notes, it is nearly always carried out on minors and is a violation of the rights of children. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development. Okay, he's going on a little bit of rant here. Let me try to fast forward. Hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not. Okay, so he's just citing off stats here. I want to get to the point where he's just trying to set the background for what it is that uh, transgender surgery says, and then would she denounce it after we spat all those facts? I think it's coming right here. And what? And what does she say? Or he say? Of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex. Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you. <laughs> so she does not as a question. Coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine. The specific question. Does, does that look like a, a healthy person to you? This, this person on your screen right here is your Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, okay? So when you think health, you think Rachel Levine right there on your screen, bro, bro. (laughs) The world has gone mad. The world has gone mad, but that's okay. We're here to keep you sane. But yeah, so I just, I just wonder what it really takes for you to be a woman now and to try to get any kind of recognition in, in the United States for like a real accomplishment because all these women, these men that dress up like women now are listed as courageous and brave and all this stuff. The same thing happened with, with Bruce Jenner when he changed, you know, a couple of years ago into a woman, how courageous he was. And I think he, I think, Bruce Jenner was one of the ones that was labeled as man or uh, woman of the year or sports person of the year. And I remember this very, very vividly because my wife and I were, were talking about this subject. And uh, I remember there was a, uh, a army veteran lady uh, or a gentleman uh, that 
got his both legs blown off and wore on one arm and he was competing in like some Olympics thing. There was some other lady with the same thing. I think she had both arms blown off and she was competing in some track marathon. You know what I'm saying? Like people that actually been through real adversity and then they had like Bruce Jenner courage of the year award because you put a dress on a high heels. Dude, really, <laughs> really <laughs> this, this is what our standards have reduced to nowadays. And if man, look, if, if, it's already bad enough that this person is nominated. I guess it doesn't really matter if if uh, Rachel Levine wins this award or not, because I mean, you've already you've already set the precedent by nominating this freak show, and so and and so and, and you know so that being the case, I mean, it doesn't matter if you win or not. You the award can never be taken seriously ever again. That you put a man in a dress as Woman of the Year. Again, these are the people that say with a straight face that men can get pregnant. And and this is supposed to be the science health secretary. Anyway. Uh, let's get into the next story here. This was kind of interesting. I'm only spending a couple of minutes on this real quick. This is um, a very interesting story because the White House was hiring TikTok influencers to basically parrot the Biden talking points in regard to gas inflation and price inflation. This is particularly interesting to me, and I think it should be to all you conservatives and, uh, excuse me, all you, all you just regular people out there, because I want you to understand and grasp the concept that this is what the Democrat left. This is what these people do on the left to try to finagle their message through the population of low information voters. Okay. Because let's, let's go back to when Joe Biden was running against Donald Trump, uh, 2020 for the 2020 election. Joe Biden was hiding out in his basement the whole time during his campaign. He wasn't really doing anything. He was hiding out in Delaware. He would come out once in a while. Plus the mainstream media, Legacy media was covering for him, right? They were they were carrying his water. They weren't really pressing him on issues, asking him tough questions, none of that stuff like they did Donald Trump, right? So everybody's like, well, what's going on with this guy? What did he do? We went on Charlemagne the God show. Why? Why? Black, low information, Democrat voters, right? And what does he do on there? He can't even get that right. He goes on the Charlemagne the God show and says what if you don't vote for me if you can't figure out what's for me or trump then you ain't black so if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or trump then you ain't black see this is this is the president okay but you see how they went and and they and they go to charlamagne the god show right the black lives matter suppress black radio show hip-hop low information people they know what they're doing they know exactly what they're doing when they do that and then does he go on an interview with ben shapiro no does he go on an interview with anybody like glenn beck no no he doesn't right of course he's not gonna go to fox news on Tucker carlson or anything right where does he end up going he goes to do an interview with cardi b (laughs) so joe biden's first like major interview during his campaign was with cardi b who probably can't even spell politics. Now she's an artist and a, and a stripper. Okay. So again, this is what they think about you. 
The Democrat Party wants to go to these people and influencers on social media that have millions and millions of followers but don't have any information about the real legislation and stuff and your real policy that you're trying to put on the books, you see. That's what they do. And and they understand that Charlemagne the God or uh, Cardi B doesn't have the wherewithal or the intelligence or just policy knowledge about the United States in general or any about these campaign races to be able to ask him questions that will challenge him or ask him really questions about the things that uh, would be pertinent to her and the black community and all her followers. You know what I'm saying? But they don't do that. They go for the low information, low hanging fruit. And so, well, Cardi B says that I should vote for Joe Biden. So what does everybody do? Yeah, I'm going to go vote for Joe Biden. Even though he said you ain't black. But meanwhile, Cardi B's over here complaining about her not having, getting too much taxes taken out her check. You know what would help that? Don't vote for Democrats. That would help you with your tax situation. Okay. They haven't done anything for black people. And again, and this isn't about being a Republican either. You know, they haven't done much either. But the fact is that you have to look at the policies, not the person. And uh, uh, Joe Biden came in as a Trojan horse. You know, he's supposed to be a moderate and he ends up being one of the most progressive presidents in the history of the United States. But anyway, I just wanted to set the groundwork for that. And that brings up this topic with with why the White House now is looking to get TikTok influence for the same exact reason that I just talked about. Because now <clears throat> they want to get the young people and low information people on their side so they can parrot those talking points. Okay. So I want you to watch this interview or this video from this girl uh, that supposedly has a lot of lot of followers on TikTok. Uh, let's see. After a briefing from the White House, TikTok influencer Ellie Zeller blamed high gas prices and inflation on Russian President Vladimir Putin. Of course they would. <laughs> uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki and National Security staffers met last week with 30 TikTok stars to discuss the war in Ukraine. Uh, Zeller, an 18-year-old with 10.5 million followers. And by the way, if you haven't seen her uh, page, go check it out. I'm going to play a video of it here of, uh, uh, of what she's talking about in regard to this topic. But, dude, it's just an 18-year-old that dances around. She looks cute, okay? But again, that's what they do. They want to get the the. And again, I, I, I can't I can't even be mad at the Democrats. I really can't. You know, Republicans are really bad at doing this culture war and uh, the social media applications and things like that, and trying to win over culture. You need to spread the truth on these social media platforms too with other people that have big followers. But you see, a lot of the people are scared because the mainstream media narrative is always leftist, so they're not able to 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 really. Uh, do that without the fear of being canceled. None of them people want to be canceled, right? Because even even I got my account canceled on TikTok. So if you speak from anything from the right or conservative side of things, or you speak the truth, they're going to censor you and they're going to cancel you. So that's probably really the main reason. It's not so much that, but uh, uh, as far as people not wanting to do it, I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to say the truth and speak the truth. But but again, they're taking advantage of these TikTokers. So uh, let's go down. And watch the video. Here it is right here. Here's the clip. Uh, the White House told the TikTok influencers who were invited on the Zoom call to blame the high gas prices on Putin. Of course they would. Let's watch her video and see what she has to say. Because I'm sure we care about an 18-year-old 
point of view. Why is gas so expensive and why is the United States inflation rate at a four time decade high? I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7 and here's what they said. The obvious reason we are getting out of a two year pandemic when use goes up, price goes up. Here we go. Here we go. It, 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 might, it doesn't have anything to do with the trillions of dollars that you printed. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, tripping then. But the call is predominantly about Ukraine and Russia, so how does that relate? Russia is one of the top three producers of oil, and it is actually their number one revenue source. Now, with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do an international trade. See, this is, and again, man, I, man, I can't even hate, man. You know, game recognizes game. And I just understand that the Democrats are very smart with their marketing. They got this cute little 18-year-old with 10 million followers to explain to the kids. So now when they go to the gas station, they pay the stuff. They're not going to like it. They're not going to like it. But then when you start talking and they go to parties and they start thinking, they're going to all just parrot this talking point. Oh, well, it's because Putin. It's because of Putin. Bro, we only got 8% of our gas from, from Putin. You know why the gas is high also? Because we're not getting our own United States oil. How about that? How come we don't talk about that? How about you don't talk about Joe Biden turning off our energy independence and restricting and having all these regulations on the oil companies here in the United States when we used to export oil? Huh? Why don't we talk about that? Why don't we talk about us having the world currency, the dollar, as a dominant currency, and with having uh, uh, being the leading exporter of oil, we can now control the market price on oil. You don't want to talk about that, do you? No? Okay. So with people being scared of war and limited resources, prices are bound to go up as well. For the people who can't pay $7 for a gallon of gas, there's an app called Gas Buddy that shows you the cheapest <laughs> gas near you, as well as a link in my bio to donate to the misplaced refugees of Ukraine. Okay, guys. So remember, hey, hey, uh, you know, if you can't buy, if you can't afford this gas, just go ahead and get this other app and you can find a place where you can probably find it for like four cents cheaper. So it won't be $7 and 13 cents. It'll be $7 and nine cents. Okay. Make sure you go ahead and do that. It'll help you out a lot. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So yeah, man, again, that's what the Democrats do. They want to, they want to get these influencers and low information people that parrot these same talking points. Again, these are the same ones that have the Black Lives Matter fist on their on their profile. These are the same people that have like masks, uh, profile pictures with COVID masks on. You know, which uh, I don't really get. I never got that. I never understood that. Or have the ring around your your profile picture that says I'm I'm vaccinated. And, and then and then thirdly, these are the ones right now that have a, a of a Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine and and flag on their profile. Okay, so it's a combination of those brainwashed people. And then you have the combination of the low, young uh, Gen Z millennials and stuff like that. TikTokers. And hey, it's a brilliant marketing strategy, you know. Conservatives, we need to do the same, I think, you know, kind of take a page out of their playbook. Uh, next thing I want to get into right here is a, is the don't say gay bill poll now again if you've watched pro 17 i've talked about this story several times we're going to talk about it again right now just in the relation to the actual polling that was done 
uh, that goes to show that people that actually understood what the bill was don't agree with this protest because they understand that the don't say gig bill was something again that was brought into the mainstream by these uh, lying leftists and these lying messengers from the Democrat Party and low information people that would just, again, like I said in the last segment, parrot all the talking points. So somebody goes on news and says, hey, there's this don't say gay bill. Hashtag don't say gay. Hashtag don't say gay bill. So they go on to whatever social media platform they have, mainly Twitter or whatever. I can't believe Ron DeSantis is having a bill that you can't say gay in schools. But really, it's for kindergarten through third grade and you can't talk about sexual stuff. And it was given parental rights to know what is being taught in the schools and for parents to, to legally have the option to pursue legal action against school districts. If they violate these clauses, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you think there's something wrong with that, it's because you're a pedophile. If you think there's something wrong with that is because you're a reprobate idiot and uh, you need to have your kids taken away and you need to learn it and you need Jesus <laughs> straight up. Because if you think it's okay to talk to a kindergarten through third grade, that's five, six, seven-year-olds, okay, eight-year-olds at the most. If you think it's okay to talk about sexuality and transgenderism and stuff like that at that age, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, even, I don't even know what to call you. I don't even know what to call you. So, I want to bring up an art article here. There's actually a couple of them that I got in regard to this. This first one here is from Disney. I think I accidentally closed another one, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just go from here. But there was a poll that 67% of Americans say Disney is wrong to oppose the Florida bill banning K through three instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, again, if you weren't familiar with this story, uh, this kind of ties into the same thing too. After the don't say gay bill was announced, the Disney CEO was uh, responding to backlash and criticism on social media. But the thing is, is that it's always these this small minority fringe group of these leftists that are making the most noise and they, and they scream the loudest. And so, therefore, these corporations think that they're held hostage by this 1%. But then they start realizing when they actually do the polling that that's not even close to being the case. So... Disney CEO Bob Chappelle may want to reconsider his opposition to Florida's HB 1557 parental rights and education bill. A new national poll commissioned by the Daily Wire finds that two over two thirds of Americans and most Disney consumers said that the company is wrong to be against the legislation. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which Democrats have dubbed the don't say gay bill. Yeah, because they're liars. And, they, and again, they feed off low information youngsters. Um, as previously reported, the national poll of U.S. adults was conducted over the weekend by market research technology platform Lucid on behalf of the Daily Wire. They surveyed a thousand people and the sample size was 37 percent Democrat, 32 Republican, 31 independent. So that's a pretty that's a pretty good mix there. It's not biased. Uh, so consistent with the official 2020 popular votes total, the poll showed that a plus four point advantage for President Biden in 22 ballot. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get down to this point right here. The poll asked 
before offering the following two choices. Okay. Which of the following statements do you agree with most, even if none of them is perfect? So the first one was Disney is wrong. The proposal would protect children from inappropriate topics that should be discussed by parents or Disney is right. The proposal would be harmful to the LGBT community. 67% of Americans said Disney was wrong, of course, while 33% said the company was right. Among uh, Disney consumers, 61% said the company was wrong and 39% said it was stance was right. So there you go. Two thirds. And that's just in this one poll. And I think it's way more uh, higher than that. But again, you can pretty much just like line this up. I mean, you you saw it said 37 percent of Democrats. In the poll, so that's that's who basically didn't agree with this. Uh, Let's go down here. Uh, however, the study found that Americans across racial party and age lines support the Florida proposal and people who purchase Disney's products, movies, and theme park tickets seem to be no exception among Disney's consumers. 63% of Florida bills restriction on K through three supported the, uh, the, the restrictions on K through twelve instructional on sexual orientation and gender identity. I don't know why that's like not over 80, but whatever. 64% believed it's inappropriate for teachers to instruct K through three students on sexual orientation. 63% believe it's inappropriate for teachers to instruct it on gender identity. Uh, 63%. I mean, look, dude, uh, you can read it here for yourself. Uh, furthermore, 40% of Americans said they were less likely to purchase products from Disney due to their stance on the bill. You see, again, people wake up. We got a huge red wave coming this November. I'm telling you, man, as long as uh, (laughs) a election integrity can hold up, it's going to be a huge red wave. Um, Yeah, so there you go. So so that's so that's that. So again, you know, the people that understood what the bill was really about, there, there's no way with a straight face that you can say that there was anything transphobic or homophobic about that bill whatsoever. You know, if you if you have a certain perspective about it, which I do, which I'll say straight up that I think is reprobate, you know, but that has nothing to do with what that bill says. You know, and, and and the screaming protests and the marching and the yelling, don't say gang, I'll say gay. So they're walking around just going like gay, 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 gay. Like a little, <laughs> throwing a tantrum, like a little kid, you know. You know, they, ne- they never want to argue le- like policy or legislation or the wording of some sort of a bill or, or a legislation or some, any kind of law. They never want to talk about that. They just want to go reading headlines. These are the headline readers, right? reading a headline and going out and, 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 and now you want to start a movement and, and get your fluorescent banner with your, you know, double thick Sharpie to go out and protest <laughs> the Florida legislator at the Florida Senate, you know, because you saw some TikTok influencer with 10 million followers that you should go and support this protest in regard to uh, homophobic Ron DeSantis bills. You guys are idiots. Low information. Get your knowledge up, man. Your ignorance is just making you look dumb. 
I swear, you know, like you need to get your knowledge up. Why would you ever want to go protest something or be an activist about something that you don't even know what the bill says? <laughs> what are you doing? And again, some of these people that are like in that 30 percent uh, against that bill are the ones that are like real reprobate. Like they, they really are the ones that want to chemically castrate their own kids and stuff like that. Hey, we can't do nothing about that except maybe call child protective services. But you know, those people's hands are tied too. you know? So anyway, shout out to Rhonda Sanders. Shout out to Florida for the don't say gay bill, which is really parental rights act. And I'm glad that's going through Rhonda Sanders. Get that sign, man, get that sign immediately. And let's move on and let's keep this going. Let's keep moving it around the country. Cause that's an awesome bill. Um, all right. Next thing I want to talk about is a Planned Parenthood ice cream truck. Again, talking about reprobate behavior. I uh, did a video last week about this story. Um, and I, and I forgot to do, I forgot to do a video about, uh, the abortion women. And I should have done that now that I'm thinking about it here. Maybe I'll come back and do that another day, but it was basically talking about, uh, these girls that were going to get abortions and they were just like laughing about it, not really caring about it, making fun of people. And just on a really, it seemed like they just want to try to one up people that actually are pro-life that care about, you know, the, the innocent defenseless human being that's in the womb. You know what I mean? And, and so there was no kind of remorse. I understand that, that there's certain girls and women that have abortions and they have to go through a really tough struggle. It's a really tough decision. And I'm not minimizing that decision at all and the difficulty that comes with that decision. But, but with that being said, you have to know the facts of the situation. I mean, it's not loving your neighbor if you're going to say that an aborted fetus is not a human being. You know, they, they, these people on the left want to say that it's just a clump of cells. It's not. You know, it has its own DNA. It has its own fingers and toes. Okay. It has its own skin, heartbeat. You know, you know, now, now, if you want to still say that abortion is okay, it's your right to do so as long as it's legal, which we're working on that. But as long as it's legal, it's your right to, to say, you know what? I want to get an abortion, but, but you know what? It's your right to kill another human being because that's what it is. You don't like the sound of that. You don't like the ring of it. That's not really anybody's problem except your own but you are murdering another individual, you know, innocent, defenseless baby. And, and the Planned Parenthood is just, you know, one of, one of the uh, biggest organizations in the United States that support this. And again, they fund the Democrat party. They're one of the biggest donators in the United States to the Democrat party, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. They were all heavily funded by Planned Parenthood. And of course, you should know if you don't, if you're low information, you're tuning in for the first time. But if you follow Pro 170, you should know these things. You know, Planned Parenthood was uh, originally started by Margaret Sanger, who was a white supremacist, and they wanted to ex exterminate the black race. It was a method of eugenics. That's why how barbaric it is. Okay. And all these people that want to talk about social justice and all these people want to talk about like equity and rights are the same one championing for the 62 million babies that have been murdered through abortion. 
63 million. Okay. And people always want to talk about slavery was like the was like the worst thing to happen in American history. But you're over here championing the killing of 62 million babies. The Holocaust was 6 million Jews. This abortion movement is 62 million. You understand that number? Do you, do you get that? And you somehow think in the eyes of God or or in, in some sort of morality stance that 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 you standing for a quote-unquote woman's right to choose is somehow going to absolve you of the guilt when you have to face those pearly gates and supporting the deaths of 63 million babies? And you somehow think that 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 we are somehow in a better position now, morally speaking, as a country, right? And then, or that's more of a moral or just cause to fight for, right? But you're talking about slavery and slavery and slavery and slavery and all this stuff back in the olden days. But you are for killing 63 million babies. Okay, okay. Let me get off my high horse here. Uh, let's get into the story here. Planned Parenthood got uh, torched on social media for pro-abortion ice cream bus. And again, this is what they do. They, they're, they're about they're about the genius genius in marketing. Um, so there's a picture of the ice cream bus. <laughs> Ridiculous, man! Ice cream, you scream abortion rights for all. Uh, ice cream as cold as Texas politician. Hashtag bans off our bodies. But again, you don't ever mention the, the innocent body of the baby that's within your womb. Uh, Planned Parenthood Action Fund unleashed its latest propaganda effort in support of abortion rights and many on social impressed with the creepy marketing campaign. Yeah, I'd be unimpressed too. Uh, Alex McGill Johnson posted a photograph of the pro-abortion ice cream bus on her official social media account on Monday. The campaign included passing out ice cream and free condoms at the annual South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for abortion rights, she tweeted. And there's the... There's the picture there with the ice cream truck, hashtag bans off our bodies. And again, now, and, and this is the crazy thing. You know, it's funny when we talk about like red states versus blue states, it's, it's getting even more dichotomized into the point of like not even red states because within even the red states and blue states, there's like red and blue cities. Okay. So like Texas is a huge state, right? It's one of the biggest uh, as far as land is concerned. And Texas has Austin and Dallas. Austin is basically like Los Angeles. Okay, it's super blue. A lot of lot of transplants from California. A lot of liberal leftists in Austin. So that's why you have this kind of a situation with this abortion uh, propaganda and stuff happening in Austin. Same with Dallas. You know, the outskirts, when you get out like, you know, 30, 40 minutes from Austin, then, you know, you start to get more into the red Texas state. Shout out to my homie, uh, Corey, that's in Mansfield, Texas. But yeah, so this is, this is what we're going through. And, 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 
and again, they want to they want to try to take the humanity out of seeing what that baby is. I just always feel like that it is a woman's right to choose for now until we get the legislation on the books that says it's illegal. But I think the woman should have both sides of the story and get the true information of what it is you're actually doing with this act, because it might change your mind. You know, if you just think it's just a clump of cells, then you might, you know, that that might not actually work out for you. You know, you, 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 you think, oh, well, it's just a clump of cells. It's not really a baby, you know. But if somebody presented you with the correct information and, and you know, actually showed you pictures and statistical data, you know what I'm saying, and the heartbeat and what have you, and the sled argument, which you guys know, size, level, or development, environment, dependency. You guys know that sled uh, acronym, then, then you know, you, you would probably change your mind. But anyway, let's re- continue reading before I get off this story. Catch us around SX. SW and stop by to grab some free bands of swag condoms and education on the cold hearted policies of the Texas legislator. <laughs> they said that with a straight face that it's a uh, cold hearted as you're going in there to murder your kid. Uh, many on social media reacted negatively to the bizarre marketing campaign from Planned Parenthood. Uh, yeah. And other news, Planned Parenthood had hired a creepy van replied, Emily Zan Zenodia, Fox news digital. And so there's just a couple of, uh, People that said, yeah, this is pretty creepy and cringy. Uh, somebody else said, this is one. This is what one of the leaders of Planned Parenthood tweeted out. Talk about being open with their depravity. Now they're using ice cream trucks to push abortion. You know? uh, somebody else said, S like this is why I'm no longer pro-choice. Exactly. Exactly. It was supposed to be rare and safe, right? Or whatever what was that. What was the old phraseology? Uh, uh, safe and rare. It's you know if it, that was their motto back in the day. And that's what I'm saying, man. These, these levels of de- degeneracy and depravity are uh, just continually growing year after year. It's all. It's always a slippery slope. You always start with a certain premise, and you have a certain like. Then you say that's not so bad. Okay, we'll do abortions, but it's not like, you know, we're not going to do it all the time. Only like, you know, in cases of emergency and very rarely, we want to make only if the mother is going to be safe. And now it's just like, yeah, we're going to come around your neighborhood with an ice cream truck and, you know, and say, hey, come get an abortion. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for abortions. You know, the, uh, the gay movement, the LGBT movement. You know, now we're now we're in a position where we have the Woman of the Year award. Rachel Levine is nominated for the Woman of the Year. You know, you got man with his balls hanging out, swimming in college, winning ch- college championships against women. I mean, <laughs> pedophiles, minor attractive persons, maps, reducing the stigma. <laughs> of the word pedophilia. You know what I'm saying? It is a slippery slope, and we are already at the bottom of the hill at this point. So don't support Planned Parenthood, man. And God bless any of you that, that, that have had abortions. I know a lot of you have, and a lot of you have changed your life since then. But nobody, hey, pray to God, pray for forgiveness. We've all sinned, and we all fall short of the glory of God. All of us. You know, there, there, there's nothing that we can't ever come back through come back from, you know, through repentance and faith in Christ. Okay. 
do understand that it, you know don't don't lie to yourself and, and don't be like these depraved idiots here that are making fun of it like it's a game this ain't a game that's life period uh yeah long show today but we're gonna get through this i'm gonna slice these up into smaller bits and pieces in a little bit when i'm done with this but i had to make up for lost days of not doing videos <laughs> shout out to the wifey uh next thing i want to talk about is the kaepernick hypocrisy now this this was an old story too this is a couple of days old but i gotta talk about this Colin Kaepernick is a damn fool. Colin Kaepernick is a fool. Now, I know his wife or his girlfriend or whatever is somebody that's a major player in this victim Olympics, social justice warrior type stuff. I know she was the one behind him forking out his afro and doing this Netflix documentary in regard to this story that uh, black people were <laughs> black people that are going to the NFL are the same as slaves and slavery. First of all, that Netflix thing absolutely bombed. I don't think he got any money, right? I don't know what he made on that, but uh, I watched like maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes of the first episode. I couldn't take it anymore. It was absolutely joke. You want to equate these people that are making uh, upwards of like 30 million a year on a rookie contract or maybe less than that, but still like millions of dollars a year. Let, okay, let's even say like it's like five hundred thousand. I think that's something like the league minimum, if I'm not mistaken. These NFL football players are coming into the league making five hundred thousand. Even the practice squad, I think you make like two hundred thousand. Okay, how many how many people in their day to day lives in the United States of America can make two hundred thousand dollars a year? And especially especially for a uh, uh, a job where you only play 17 games, one game a week. Yeah, you have to practice or whatever to stay in shape, but but that's part of your tradition if, you, if you're an elite athlete anyway. You're already working out. You're already doing that kind of stuff. And somehow you are con comparing that to slavery? So his whole premise, Kaepernick's premise from this whole thing from the beginning was a bunch of bull crap. Nobody was buying it. You know, just like the uh, everything's going to be all white video uh, show on Showtime. Is that canceled yet? I know nobody's watching that. Getting horrible reviews. This 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 black victim narrative that the white man is oppressing everybody, and these and these white supremacist oppressive leagues are just taking over black people and exploiting them like slaves. <laughs> Meanwhile, giving you uh, twenty million dollars. I think Colin Kaepernick one year made uh, what fourteen million dollars one season. He's making more money than like a lot of people have seen in their life. You know what I mean? Than most Americans will ever see in your damn life. He makes it in, he made it in like one year, a three month uh, football season. Okay. So he goes and bashes that, that the, the, the United States national football league is, is a, a slavery and the owners and coaches are slave owners. And what does this fool do? What does this fool do? He now is talking about he's going to work out. <laughs> he is trying to get another opportunity to get into the NFL. And he's asking for a job. Okay. <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. Talk about a hypocrite. Talk about a lying POS. And you, and, 
And when he went to go work out the last time when they didn't want to uh, hire him as an NFL team on the NFL, as quarterback. The funny part about it was that like he actually had, I think 20 NFL scouts come out to watch him work out. And I think it was like an hour or four hours or something like that before his workout, he changed the venue. He changed the location where the NFL scouts are supposed to go watch him work out to give him an actual opportunity to come back into the league. And he decided, no, I want to do it over here or whatever. And so that just turned off the NFL. Wouldn't wouldn't that turn you off? You're already a liability. Nobody wants you. You already were, were, were kneeling for the national anthem. You got socks on your shoes during practice with, 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 with pigs in police uniforms on your socks. You're nothing but a distraction, and your football skills don't warrant you being a starting quarterback in the league. You have to understand, there's only 32 teams in the league, and every team only has like maybe two, maybe three quarterbacks. So what is that, like 70? 75 positions in the whole world. There's 75 spots in the whole world that can play quarterback in the NFL. You understand how rare that is? And somebody like this person who's already proven that he can't do it. Obviously he got upset, but you, but you kind of made your own bed. So you need to lie in it, right? You want to, you want to protest social justice. You don't do it at your, at your place of employment, bro. <laughs> Go do that at your, on your own time, not during the national anthem, and as if that was going to really make a difference anyway. And you notice he only started doing that when he got benched. He, you know, he, he he never really did that during. Uh, he never really did that during uh, what you call it, regular regular uh, starting player time. So for the past five years, he says I've been working out and staying ready in case the opportunity to play presented itself. I'm really grateful to my trainer who I've been throwing to uh, all this time. But, man, do I miss throwing to professional route runners. Who's working? I will pull up. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. So so you okay being a slave now? You a slave? You could the Kente now? You want, you want to go ahead and be a slave again? <laughs> boy. You cannot make this stuff up. So here's him kneeling in the picture. This we're just gonna keep it there for a minute and talk about this fool. So Colin Kaepernick with a straight face says that NFL owners are slaves, but now you're gonna go back and big massive full job. <laughs> Let's go down here. I think they have a video of that video. Oh, please have it. Please have it here. Oh, yes, they do. Okay, check this out. This is uh, Clay Chavez here where uh, he's got it clipped out on your screen there for when Colin Kaepernick says in his Netflix video that NFL Combine is equivalent to slavery. And this is the league that he's trying to get back into. Watch this. What they don't want you to understand is what's being established is a power dynamic. <laughs> Before they put you on the field, teams poke, pride, and examine you, searching for any defect oh that might affect your performance. No boundary respected. 
No dignity left intact. No boundary respected. No dignity left intact. What do you mean, bro? You're going for a $20 million contract. But you obviously just lost all your dignity and all your respect. You have no respect and no dignity left intact. You clown, dude. What is this? Undercover brother, bro, with the afro and the leather jacket. <laughs> clown world. And, and and the funny thing is, is that after this video, he he really thought he was going to walk into the NFL office and go talk to a GM about getting a job when this is what he just claimed that the NFL owners are doing to people. He, he really thought he was going to walk in and get a job after, after making this content. Really? Oh, Lord. Lord. Massa ain't going to like this too much. So, yeah, man, I'm going to get that off the screen. But, hey, hey, what what Chris what Chris Rock says, uh, N-Words broke these days. <laughs> hey, that, that Nike money running out, that Netflix money running out, did you invest in that with your own money? Colin Kaepernick, I hope you didn't invest that in your, with your own money. You didn't get no investors on that Netflix failure? Boy. Next time you take on a project like that, you better get investors and stop listening to your woke, your woke girlfriend. Ain't nobody trying to consume that Black Lives Matter victimhood narrative bullcrap anymore, man. Nobody ever really did except your 1% CRT people. And again, the white liberals will consume this because they're the ones that are really racist and they have that white guilt. Real Americans don't want to see that stuff. And now you just shot yourself in the foot because ain't no... NFL owner in their right mind going to hire your black butt back ever again. And if they do, <laughs> that GM is fired. I can tell you that right away. So anyway, Colin Kaepernick, you're canceled. Uh, last story. Get out of here. Log show. We're going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving is a is a particular interesting case because, as you know, for me, I was not about the jab. I was not going to get the jab. I don't want any of my family members, my immediate family, uh, to 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 get the jab as well. Didn't you know we didn't have enough research on it? Yada yada yada. The risk reward analysis didn't uh, show any benefit for me to have to do it or for my family based on our age group and and comorbidity status, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Kyrie Irving was one of the same uh, type of skeptics as I was, as were many Americans. Um, so interesting enough, the, the, the city of New York has recently rescinded a lot of their vaccine passport mandates, uh, the, a lot of their masking requirements, but they're still not letting Kyrie Irving play at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn for his team because he's unvaccinated. This is the most ridiculous 
rule that I think has ever existed in professional sports arena. Okay. How can you do this? How, how can you not have Kyrie Irving play when, when you no longer require vaccination to, to, for, 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 for how many people in a stadium? 25,000 or 25,000 people coming in to watch the game do not have to be vaccinated. Okay. <laughs> The visiting opponent teams that are coming to play from another team to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn do not have to be vaccinated to play. Kyrie Irving can also be in the stadium sitting down next to his teammates that are in the game playing, but he cannot get up off the bench and go play. This is the most ridiculous power grab that I've ever seen in my life. Now, the reason why this is really going on is, number one, Eric Adams is a puppet of the Democrat Party. We understand this. We talked about that on Brooklyn 7 several times. But the reality is, is they got plans, I think, to move this uh, vaccine passport back into effect after the midterms. That's my opinion. But also, the, the real, real legit reason, in my opinion, for this move is that the New York City has already fired thousands and thousands of people for not complying with the jab mandate. So if so if they comply with the if they didn't comply with the jab mandate, you got fired and then they see that Kyrie Irving is allowed to work in the state of New York without his jab mandate. Now all of a sudden that opens you up to all kind of like legal, you know, ramifications, you know what I'm saying? Now you got lawsuits coming in from every Tom Dick and Harry and everybody that works for the city, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this is but this is a perfect example of how the people can kind of take back the the power. Kevin Durant actually said some good stuff about it. And honestly, this should have been said like weeks and months ago, bro, like a year ago. You guys should have been signing up for Kyrie since way back then. But everybody's just too scared. They want to go with the status quo. And and, and again, these these rappers and uh like Cardi B and stuff I was talking about, how the low information Joe Biden would go on Cardi B's Instagram page and all her followers and her Twitter page, right? It's people that are listening to that or is like this, Kevin Durant. You know, yeah, he's a millionaire. He's, he makes a bunch of money, but he's a typical black Democrat that's low information. I mean, you know, he's not really going to be like really involved in the world of politics. He's he's busy trying to work on his jump shot. You know, he's trying to get, he's trying to rehab his injury to get back until he can make another run for the championship. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? But but now it's to the point where it's like, look, dude, everybody in the stadium can come in unvaccinated. <laughs> and other teams can come play against us that are unvaccinated. And 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 if everybody is vaccinated, even if everybody was vaccinated on his team besides Kyrie Irving Irving, why are you afraid of Kyrie Irving if you have the vaccinated vaccination that's supposed to protect you from the virus? It's absolute ridiculousness. So listen, let's listen to what uh, Kyrie Irving had to say on the topic. It's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. I don't understand it at all. I mean, can't, as it, every, it's a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? Like they lifted all of that in our arena, right? So what's the? I don't get it. It's a like, second mandate that says he can come in but can't play. I just, yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point um, to flex their authority. Um, but you know, everybody out here looking for attention, and that's when I feel like the 
the mayor wants right now some attention, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out soon. He better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like, there's unvaxxed people in this building already. Thank you. We got a guy <laughs> who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? Thank like, you. Like, I don't get it. So I don't get it either. Yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure So, yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Kevin Durant. Keeping it real. I feel like uh I feel like more NBA players are going to probably start stepping up a little a little more about this topic. I think um I think even in that article there was a quote from 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 Twitter from LeBron James who you know I I, I don't even I don't like LeBron James and I'm even, you know, from Los Angeles area. I'm a Laker fan too, but you know, he's not one of my favorites to say the least. But it's funny that Everybody's finally standing up because the, the 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 stigma and the pressure to to stand with this vaccine has dissipated now. We got other things going on with Russia, Ukraine. Uh, all the science and data has been released to the public, and the only people that are still holding on to this, as far as like regular normies and other athletes, are the ones that that can't admit and are ashamed of the fact that they were wrong this whole time. Those of us that have stood firm in our convictions and I didn't want to take the jab and that don't really agree with all the mask mandates are kind of being vindicated now. But we don't want to be like I told you. So it's just like, look, man, like we told you this was going to happen. This was never about science. This was never about science. This was never about health. These lockdowns were never about that. Again, check out the Ronnie B Pro 17 archives on the lockdowns proven useless. All of this was just a political ploy for control. And the Great Reset, you know, beginning stages here. And now New York City is like stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place. And I wish there'd be more uprising from the regular citizens of New York in regard to this. Now that you can see that, it's ridiculous. You know, and the crazy thing is that everybody's sitting here thinking about Kyrie Irving and him not playing. I mean, he's still getting paid for these games that he's missing. But the but the real tragedy here is the regular normal working people in New York City, in the state of New York, you know the nurses, the firefighters, the police officers, you know what I'm saying all the other hospital workers and janitors and and any other job or corporation where they are mandating this thing and you didn't want to take it, and you were fired because of it. Now you're already realizing that it's waning. It didn't, it didn't necessarily work all the way. didn't have that much power. Now we learned about all these side effects that it has. And, and especially if you've already had COVID, they, they're finally starting to acknowledge natural immunity. So if you already had it, then why do you need to take a jab? Your natural immunity already does what the jab's supposed to do. And on a little side note here, we just heard that the CEO of Pfizer is pushing the, 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 the fourth shot already, the, the, another booster. We need to stop with the ridiculousness. Of course, the of course the the CEO of Pfizer is going to be pushing for another shot, dude. Of course he is. You know, it's like Ronnie B at Pro One Seven is pushing that you go get another Pro One Seven T shirt. It's in my best interest that you guys go buy my products. I mean, right? So why would anybody interview him and say, "Oh, do you think we're going to need another another shot, sir?" Oh well, yeah, I think we're going to need another shot. <laughs> and we're going to probably need one every every year like a flu shot now because uh, we don't know what's going to happen with these uh, other variants. And the thing's over with. 
And uh, Eric Adams in New York, you're a joke. I can't even be mad at you. You're just a puppet of the Democrat Party, just like all these other blue state mayors are. You know what I'm saying? I can't really be mad at you. So hopefully uh, the, the New York Nets get Kyrie back, free Kyrie. I'm I'm down with that cause. And, I'm, and, and Kyrie Irving, shout out to you for standing up for your convictions and uh, not being uh, controlled by the system and controlled by the man. All right. One love to Kyrie Irving. All right. On that note, I want to thank everybody that's watched this long live video. Uh, I'm going to be cutting it up and slicing it up into other different segments for, for your easy digestible segments. But uh, I just want to say thank you for everybody for watching the video. Always remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be a fool. Don't be a leftist. Pro17.com, pro17.com slash merch. Please check it out. Get yourself something nice. Jesus is Lord. God bless y'all. Ronnie B out. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.